Hi, this is Ricky Stewart, and if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight, not this rubbish with Flaky Blakey. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. You're Blake, are you? That's the enthusiasm you've got. We, it's a uh, sad day, man. It's a sad day. It's a, Why? Why? It's a dreadful day. It's a dreadful day. We are the third most popular Raiders podcast. Second. Are you saying we're the deuce? The deuce of podcasts? The number two. The number two. The deuce of podcasts. Probably podcast. still there. Probably still there. On the internet, on the Raiders, uh, not coming to you from the filthy storeroom somewhere buried deep in the heart of Civic, the location to which you would, uh, will never reveal where we play. No. And unfortunately, no longer coming from the Greenmount Resort of the Gold Coast because we've been evicted. Blake? We didn't so much get asked to leave, but uh, things were getting a bit uncomfortable. The writing was on the wall, and, you know, yeah. After the savage news broke, you threw yourself fully clothed into the pool. Crying. I was just weeping at the buffet. I could tell we were starting to make people feel uncomfortable. So we've, yeah, we've packed up and we've headed back to Canberra. That's a nice way of saying it. We were escorted over the border, over the Tweed, uh, told to, to remove ourselves from there. Um, it may have been something to do. I wasn't fully clothed when I hurled myself into the pool. I mean, but, you know, it's a sad day. It's, it's a sad day. I mean, just when, just when there was a beacon of light, when we all saw... Xavier Savage, all of a sudden, the opportunity he was that he like, actually gave to actually attack, to actually attack, because the speed with which he hit gaps, which turned non-opportunities into opportunities, and the fact that CHN was dialed into it and was feeding him, and it was all of a sudden we looked dangerous. I mean, there were still errors, there were still problems, but we were able to actually score, and Xavier, the speed man, he was there. But The season from hell, suddenly, in, in, in one night, against the Sharks, yeah. turned around. It did. And it was just this, this ray of sunshine, this light of hope. Two in a this row. This beacon. And it's just been dashed. It's, a bit taken it's away just been us. absolutely dashed. It's, it's like, the, this is the lot of supporting the Canberra Raiders. So Blake and I are driving in Danny Ando's, and we've lost Danny Ando. We don't actually know where he is. Um, we're trying to get online so he can actually uh, dial in his, his, his piece to Danny Stewart. Um, but we're at his Mitsubishi Magna. Um, um, on the way back down, we've actually pulled up and stopped in uh, the West Tigers um, elite yeah. performance unit. Justin Pascoe, quality operator, he's been kind quality. enough to let us use the um, the elite performance centre. And I think Justin Pascoe, Don Ferner Jr. could learn a lot from Justin Pascoe. It is one hell. It is one fitted out, kitted out. Um, I don't know what would you call it. Uh, demountable. <laughs> oh, look, it's better than the the shipping containers out the back of Brookvale. I mean, Newcastle like, Knights had some as well. Uh, before Tinkler came along, Newcastle Knights had some had some old shipping containers as well. Well, that's that's the way you go. This is football, mate. Just the fibros out here. But I anyway, like, I like the fact this has still got the Kate's Hyatt sticker still on. I don't know if it's, so. If, if it's if actually well, I don't think they or... actually own it. I think they're just leasing it. Oh, they're leasing temporary yeah. arrangement yeah. because high performance. Well, that's a relative thing, really, isn't it? When you're yeah. out of the eight, isn't it? But um, look. What uh, Black A and I have been discussing on our way down in the in the Magna, which is doing surprisingly well for a car that's you know entering its fourth decade now. Um, the tape player still works. It does. It still <laughs> works. As does the copy of um, uh, Back in Black ACDC, which has just you know been really rocking our world coming down. But we've clearly offended someone. Has offended a deity or a god or something. 
this season, and that is what's wrong. So what we've decided is we need to sacrifice or burn something. To... I've already offered to sacrifice Curtis Scott at the stake. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we can't find Curtis at the moment. He's somewhere in Sydney. I've been checking about where he's coming into the Raiders bubble. Um, once they find him, that may be the case, but he's, you know, we don't know where he is. But we need to sacrifice something, burn something at the stake, you know, like burn something in effigy. Um, I don't know, self-flagellate, something like this. We don't know, but we need something to please whatever deity, God, omnipresent force there is out there that we've clearly displeased. So what we want you to do is send in your ideas to the at Blake and the Pork Twitter handle about what you think we all need to do as a unit in order to, you know, get this juju going well again and, and, and wash this all off. Send in so, your effigies. Yeah, send in your effigies. And we're There's gonna just not enough effigies burnt in this day and age, are there? There needs to be more effigies yeah, burnt. Bring I it back. Bring I think back. That it's an important yeah. thing to burn an effigy. Um, but look, no one's more upset. And, and we're, uh, good to report we have actually found him. Um, uh, he's buried at, uh, he's stuck at the Lismore uh, Maccas. Not quite sure where he got there. But uh, Danny Stewart's a little bit upset. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> Heard of Don Ben Murta. <clears throat> For the uninitiated, that's uh, fuck me in Spanish. And uh, I think all Raiders fans are saying uh, fuck me at the moment. As uh, news filters through that uh, our brightest young talent since uh, Brett Kelly in uh, Xavier Savage has been uh, ruled out for the rest of the season with a shoulder injury. <coughs> now, I thought that's the... <coughs> uh, for the uninitiated, that's uh, fuck me down in Portuguese. But uh, life goes on. Uh, it seems that uh, it's right. It's fans can't have nice things, but uh, we just got to play our one and... Uh, and get on with it. We got a uh, grudge match against the Eels uh, on Thursday night, and uh, I know Rick's really looking forward to uh, uh, to that one. He's uh, one of Parramatta's favourite sons. He's still welcomed back in uh, with open arms every time he sets foot in Parramatta these days. Uh, the locals absolutely adore him for the uh, clean-up job he did there a few years back. Uh, uh, they uh, love him as one of their own, and there's uh, no other team in the comp that Rick loves beating more than the uh, blue and gold. So we'll get on with the job and uh, go, you green machine. And look, I, I think we can all sympathise with the position of Danny Stewart there. I think he speaks for all of us. He does. I think he speaks for all he of does. us. Um, it's, it's sad. It's it's a sad day. And uh, yeah, I don't know what we do. But look, let's look at the Sharks match. Two in a row. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it was. It was beautiful. It was exciting. The offloads. It was. So many offloads. Um, look, I think it was absolutely freaking unanimous that CHN gets the Blake and the Pork $20 land speed uh, voucher for man of the match. 100%. Never seen him play a better match well, any time. We really saw... Well, that was the player, I think, when we first signed him. Yeah. That was the player we were hoping we were getting. Yeah. And look, when he came in last year, he was, hadn't done a proper preseason, and he mm. was looked a bit like he'd been piled on some COVID kilos and wasn't in the best shape. And then... Even I've just read this week, he said he didn't get to have that greater preseason this year either because he had a bit of a uh, hip injury and he also had that run in with the um, the five o with the five o yeah with the five o for the DUI oh yes yeah so he had a bit of a disrupted start to the season unsettling but... when that happens what's that sorry having a run in with the five o <laughs> yeah you know all about we, it we, we talk street you yeah. know about it um, but yeah now he's 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 hit his straps now and that that performance was just everything you could possibly have hoped for. You know, and I don't want to, you know, like, go too much into the hyperbole right now, but, you know, I'm prone to it. But two of those offloads where he hit that line hard and was going down in the tackle and then reached around the corner and did those offloads, they were Bradley Clyde-esque. 
He had six for the game. But, but the thing was, they were all caught. And the best thing about it was everyone was awake to it. These weren't just any old things. People were running through. And this is what I liked in the map. It wasn't just Xavier Savage, who was absolutely brilliant running through. There was lots of people saying, is that ball going to come through? I'm going to run past and see if it does. And when you're doing that, when they come out, it's going to work for you. It was a really positive thing. So, I, Obviously, there's been a plan made, though, by the coaching staff to allow more offloads yeah. and to increase the offloads because we've seen in the last couple of weeks because earlier in the season, I remember the time of the Warriors game, yeah. um, Ricky had this real thing that you've got to you know earn the right to offload. You can't just be offloading for the yeah, sake yeah. of it. Yeah. But yeah, it was the attack. It was more reminiscent of not the Raiders the last couple of years, but the Raiders have probably... 2016. Yeah, or 17 or 18. When we still had good attack, we just couldn't defend. Yeah, yeah, popping the passes up and, and actually making something happen. And, and and look, it really did look good. Other players I thought really did well. Um, I think Xavier Savage obviously was a standout, which is why we're all sad today. Um, but uh, Ryan Sutton again continues his strong season. I'm not quite sure what position he's playing in, but whatever position it is, he's doing really well. I suspect he's in the front row. Yeah, front row. Front low, row lock position of the last couple of years but then I think it's more front row but yeah. he's really making an impact he's really bent. he's not just bending the line he's breaking it at the moment he's causing he's causing havoc the big lad he's always been good at finding his front though and getting those quick play the balls well yeah and he's doing really well and the other one was and maybe I should uh, curse more players because I also cursed CHN at the beginning of the year you will you well we didn't have him in our starting side I certainly didn't no we I sort of said didn't. we had him Maybe fighting for a bench spot, but we yeah, had didn't have him in my yeah. first first thirteen, and he's there. But I definitely, absolutely smashed into Geordie uh, Raps. I said to Geordie Raps, "You know what? I don't think you're the man for the job anymore." And he just keeps coming up with um, trying as hard as he possibly can in every match, and just really, you know, it doesn't always go right for him. Doesn't no, always go right. But he, he but doesn't ever die. Yeah, he doesn't ever die not trying. You never accuse him of not giving his absolute all and for Savage to be brought into the side yeah. I think he's just such a great sort of you know senior player yeah. influence to have around Savage when Savage was struggling with his shoulder he sent him to the wing he went to the back Yeah, he's there supporting the kid you know yeah. if anyone tried to rough Savage up or anything like that you know Rapper would be the first one flying in there to yeah, protect yeah. him yeah yeah no and he's good he's really stepped up into that leadership role which is odd because he's you know He's a bit loose, but <laughs> he is a bit loose. But he's our loose, so that's the important thing. So, so he was very good. The defense still wasn't great. Well, apart from that, the other thing I would say is the attack still wasn't great in terms of when we got down to you know the red zone. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the quality teams, if they had had been as dominant as we were really in that game, yeah. the scoreline wouldn't be as close as it was for no, all that time. No, it was still clunky, but yeah. the good thing was we were actually scoring it. You know, we actually scored points. You know, and we were making I, I can't remember the last time we went over 30 points. I think I think the West Tigers match is the only one I can think of this season Jeez. where we, we went to 30 points. Um, so, you know... You might have to fact check that. No, I will, I will fact check it as we speak. But the attack was clearly, clearly better. Like it was... Um, we did get to 30 points against Manly Seagulls. We got to 38 points against Brisbane, so yeah, we were wrong on that. I Completely wrong. Porks pulled it out. Uh, absolutely inaccuracy. Uh, we got to 31 points when we lost to the Warriors, and we got to 30 against the West Tigers. So we've done it a few times, but... <laughs> so just forget my point. Porks wrong again. Porks wrong again. Expert so, stats, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still amused by the thought that you thought that bringing me in would add credibility to anything. It, it, look, it's flattering, but it's misguided at best. Um, but look, the injury to Jack Whiten, and that's a that's a rib. I don't know how bad the rib was. Credit credit to Jack Whiten for sticking out the game because he was clearly really struggling. Pain, really, yeah. but he 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 stuck it out to the end, which was you know on the back of playing Origin. Was was a commendable effort. The other one we haven't mentioned in the uh, players that performed well, Hudson Young. Yeah, was back to his best again. He's not back to his best yet, but he's not far off. He's earned his spot in the side, and that that's that's done. It'll be interesting there. what happens when Elliot Whitehead comes back into the side. You think Hudson will go to the bench and come off? I don't think he'll get dropped out. No, side I completely. think Elliot's going to go to five eight. I reckon, well, look, depends on what happens this weekend, but I think when Elliot comes back in, he's going to go to 5'8", and I think that's the right spot to put him all half. One of those two spots. One of those two spots. I don't think you're right. Once again, I don't think you're I've right. I've seen him go there before, and I've seen him make a fist of it, and I just have well, a feeling... Well, playing lock, I can see him going maybe, to. Maybe, but I just have a feeling he's going to go to to that right side. Is it the halfback? Yeah, he's going to go to the halfback spot. just got a feeling. I just have a feeling about it. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. You've all made fun of him. He normally, plays, he normally plays on the left. No, I've with seen, Jack Whiten. I've seen him play on the and right. Croker. There was the last time that George Williams got injured. It was last season. He went out to the right-hand side and went to halfback and was kicking. I swear he was doing it. Last time. Um, look, look. But it's a, it's a very sad time with, with, you know, the new shining light. You know, you just get this glimpse of something beautiful and new. And then all of a sudden... It gets ripped out away from your hands. It gets ripped away It's like from when you have that dream where you get this awesome... Like you found this awesome thing or this yeah, toy yeah. or whatever it was when you were a kid. And you wake up and... You wake up and you've wet the bed again. Isn't that right, Blanco? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, no ones. No ones. We're all upset. But I, I think you'll find the shark is very upset. Hello everyone, it's John back again with another edition of Shark Attack. And as always, we're going to start off with the latest in health and healing. As Canberra Raiders fans, it's important that each day we know our place in the world by sticking our head in the fucking blender and pressing puree. Because life can't get any worse, and this earth can get in the bin and stay there. Xavier Savage out for the entire season? We can't catch a break in the wind. What is going on? I mean, I had this great bit about, you know, nicknames for Xavier Savage and how about mine were great and everyone else's was bad. That's all gone now. I was going to call him Terminator X and Sex Savior. You know, I was going to bag out Voss for wanting to call him X Factor and like everyone else wanted to call him like Macho Man Randy Savage or something. And I think Blake wanted to call him something from like a movie from like the 1930s. That's all gone now. We have nothing. So, I don't know. I'm probably going to go home and my house is on fire. I better leave now because, uh, well... Yeah, I'm done. Bye. And look, you know, the shark, he's a bit of an idiot. He's a Philistine from Philly. Um, you know, but I think on that, I think he's he speaks for all of us. He speaks for all of us. He's also got a show on this Sunday afternoon. It's at the Old Cambrian. Saturday afternoon. Oh, Saturday afternoon. Saturday sorry. afternoon at 2. At the Old Cambrian, the yeah. OCI. Get down there. Great pub. There. Because in spite of the fact he's a bit of a loon, he's actually very musically talented. He is. And Surprise uh, me. Uh, as, as much as... Blarko and I would like to make fun of him from that as well. Um, he far exceeds our musical talents. So, um, although uh, 
and thank you for all the feedback to some of mine and uh, Lord Funkington's um, singing efforts this year. You're bad, but Lord Funkington is is truly horrible. I think the the best thing we did musically this year was his cover of, of Don't Stop Believing. I thought he gave it his all. He left nothing in the tank. Yeah, I was. One. I preferred the green, green grass. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought Don't Stop Believing. He inspired me. I, I, I was so proud of, to be involved with that. Look, but look, while we're sad about um, Xavier Savage, there is something that's made me angry. And in fact, you might say it's ground my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Do you know what grinds my gears, Blake? What is it? The match wasn't won. Yes, we were in front. What were we, two points, four points in front? When Seb, Chris, you get the damn ball and you are actually over the freaking line... You don't give a charity try to your mate on your right-hand side. You put the freaking ball down. You score the damn try. We you... have seen so many times of people doing cutesy crap like that when it goes wrong. When? And all of a sudden... When? You thinking Anthony Mundine in the 99 Grand Final ring any bells to you? You that... don't muck around. You put the damn ball down. That's what you do. Anthony Mundine in 99 puts the damn ball down. He gets a premiership. But he didn't. What did he do? He acted like a showboat and spasmo. Like, you know, he could do whatever he wanted. Newsflash, boys. The ball goes to ground. We get nothing. Our heads go down a la Penrith in Bathurst 2018. And all of a sudden, everything is ripped away from us. And everything turns bad. Put the damn ball down. No showboating. None of this crap that goes Have there. you finished? No. You're Have over finished. the damn line with the ball. You put the ball down. And I can absolutely guarantee you that Seb Chris heard this message personally from Ricky Stewart. You're such an old... It's all very nice for Xavier to score his try. We all clapped and cheered. That was great. But put the damn ball down when you're over the line. Can you let me speak? No. You're such it an... It grinds my kids, Blake. You're such an old wowser. Oh. You're such an old stick in the mud. That was cool. I really liked it. I've seen things. I've suffered. And all I saw there I was unnecessary risk. Did what, did people blow up a couple of weeks ago when Tom Trevojevic passed to his young brother Ben so he could score on debut? Uh, how much were they in front by doesn't at that matter. point? How much were it they doesn't in front matter. by at that point? It doesn't matter. Were they in the top six? As if, as if Xavier Savage is going to drop that ball. Who cares? It's like his big brother, and when he, Seb Chris, and passes when he does the ball. drop that ball, when he does drop that ball, uh, all he... of a sudden he's crestfallen. Seb Chris is crestfallen. They're running at them. They're going through. They're scoring a try. And all of a sudden we're hearing bloody up, up Cronulla again with that stupid bloody trumpet player going off. Do you want that? Because I don't want that. It didn't even remotely come close to dropping You know the ball. what I'm talking about. It Put the damn ball down and score the try. Now... We're talking about things that annoy us, where people do things. We want to now go to Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> You've got someone for me here, Blake. It's a, it's a re- returning Ask Clown. Ooh. Someone that's been an Ask Clown early in the year. The game Are we going to do a, a, the year's Ask Clown? Are we going to do Ask Clown of the year? year? Yeah. I think we probably yeah, should. It's probably going to be you. Oh it's probably going to be you and Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> <laughs> Who but no, we got this, week? this this guy's rocketing calculation. He so really is he, for this one. Yeah, he, he is. He, there's a chance that he would be joining you on the at least on the podium at the end of the year. Not necessarily. Well, he one. has against him the fact that he's clearly not a Raiders supporter. So tell us. Uh, it's Henry Perinara, yes. the former uh, Parramatta, Melbourne Storm, Roosters, Melbourne Storm, Warriors. and Warriors player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the video referee call of his to award the eight point try, and in, in this instance, it was actually something to our benefit. It didn't yeah, go against yeah. us, but. That was just baffling. It was like, you know, and you want to get a good call every now and then for the bunker because Lord knows we get enough bad ones. 
But sometimes you look at a call and you think to yourself, wow, that's just going to make them mad. Everyone was confused. Everyone so was confused. I didn't know what it was for. Yeah, everyone was confused. What are you talking about? Rapana didn't look as though he was slightly concerned about the contact at all. And it's just, look, it's just... It's just incompetence, and we don't need that sort of incompetence in but the game. I have a feeling. Did Toots actually go over and talk to the ref about it? Who knows? I don't I, know. I, I just didn't even know how it got to that point because there was not... Seeing it live, I saw nothing in it whatsoever. The concerning thing about that is if that's going to be an eight-point try, you're now going to get players staying down. Yeah. Is is if there's the slightest contact in the act of scoring a try, which happens all the time because people are desperate and they're trying yeah, to stop you from getting totally. the ball down, and they're not necessarily... You're at a low level or whatever else making scoring the try. They're not necessarily go, trying to hit you in the head, chest, neck, whatever. It just happens. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just, just the way things go. It just happens. And when it's, it's not what, sliding in with your knees. It's no. not going leading with your foot. It's, it's not. It's, it's, it's not nothing. Sort of stuff happens on the Billy Slater, you know, or Joey Lalo time when he got us that. that well, that, yeah, yeah. That, that was you, those things are there. I absolutely and I agree when it's there, but it wasn't there on this one, and it does set a bad precedent. But that's that's Henry Perinara, but. One thing you did point out to me, Blake, was he was the video ref for the Origin. I know, so he's clearly rated he's the number rated one. He's rated the number one, and this week he's video ref again. For he us. is he's video ref, um, and, and that's a, that's a bit disturbing. Look, and I I, I, I do support that ask clown of the week, but the A double S clown, I think I'm I'm going to give to our mate Lachlan Lewis, ex Raider, now with Canterbury Banks down. I don't know what Cody Walker said to him. He, I've, apparently, I've, he said go back to effing reserve grade. I look, I've heard rumours about what he said. What I do know is generally Cody most Walker, things stay on the field. What I do know about Cody Walker is he's an absolute grub. I highlighted him at the start of the year as the two biggest grubs in the game. He and um, Felice Cafusi. No, I didn't actually say Felice. I totally forgot about Felice Cafusi, who's not a grub. He's just an absolute scumbag. He takes it to a whole another level. My other grub was um, the half from the uh, Panthers. What's his name? Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai, yeah. I like Jerome Luai. Oh, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. He's just or, got a big smile. Or, or, or Cody Walker, because they're smart asses and they know that they can sort of chirp away and in 2021, no one's going to put one on their chin. Well, Lachlan Lewis had enough and he threw him to the ground and I liked it. I liked it too. But he cost himself in a match where his side was in a really good position. They'd fought hard. This is a side that's on their hands and freaking knees this year. This is a side they've removed the odds for winning the grand final. Everyone down to the Broncos has some odds. 501 to 1. <laughs> but they've actually removed it from Canada because they know no one's dumb enough to bet on that, right? They absolutely I know. can't imagine anyone's betting on the... I can't imagine anyone's betting on the Raiders to win the grand final at this no, point. No, but look, at half time, they're going into the Sheds at 12 points to 10 up. They're going into the Sheds 12 points to 10 up. He got himself sin-bin for 10 minutes. The Rabbitohs came out, and in those 10 minutes that he was off, they went off and scored 8 points to put them in front. In a match where they lost by 8 points, that was a crucial thing. Yeah. And, but... and look, one of the things, like... and. I like the cut of his jib. I like how Lachlan Lewis goes about himself defending. I think he's got a lot better. He's a wholehearted player. He's Everybody wholehearted. stood up to Sam Burgess a couple of years ago. I like it. Yeah. I like that he has a go. I like that he's not scared. That was a bit of a brain snap, which really backfired because he, he got won't 10 do it bin. again. But I would actually like in, in this one of the players to be considered in this vacuum we have at the moment for halfback, for him to be a person we look at. I'd actually like to see him. He makes his tackles. He's young and he's 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 full of vim and vigor. 
We could do worse than that, kid. He'll come cheap. The Bulldogs have definitely got... The, the spoon is definitely heading to Belmore, isn't it? For another year. As much oh, as we would like the Broncos to get back-to-back spoons... As much as we'd like them to get back-to-back spoons, it's not going to happen. Wrong. And look, the Broncos have just offloaded Tavita Pangai Jr. and Anthony Milford, so things are just getting better for them. Which actually worries me, because now all of a sudden they've got money in their war chest this year. So, Tavita Pangai Jr., has gone to the Panthers for the rest of the year. Is that a uh, No, the Panthers have turned that down. He's going to the he's going to Canterbury next year, but where he's going this year, we don't know. They were talking about somewhere for the rest of the season for him. That would have been pretty weird that the the Penrith one. I could see that Penrith they don't have room in their cap, but they they look the Broncos just want. Well, we kind of the other thing about the Panthers thing. I could see why they would be you know advantageous to add him at this stage, but who does he replace? And then who misses out? You yeah, kind of suck for the yeah, guy that's yeah. been playing all season and then misses out in the finals. He, just, uh, he doesn't replace anybody, and no one there should miss out. Like he just, we've seen him. We know his defence on the line is rubbish. He never gets down low. Dive around his legs, you will score. That's his weakness. He he drifts in and out of matches all the time. When he drifts in, he's never been that good. You know, he relies mm. on a very dodgy tackling style, which half the time looks like a shoulder charge. And he's always, I, I've never been convinced. I've never been convinced by DeVita. Look, when he turned up in 2012, we were all looking at him like, oh, this kid might be something good. But he never has really lived up to that hype, even when people have given it to him. And now, what, two year, three years at the Bulldogs for $2.2 million? Really? Okay. If you want to pay that money for him, do it. But you've got your eye on a few potential signings for the Green Machine. Well, no, this has been discussions. And look, we've just actually opened up some more spots in the roster. Mm. We've actually now got um, two available spots in the 30-man roster because um, George Williams mm. has obviously gone, yeah, he freeing has. up a spot, 29 players. And then added to that, we've let go of Adam Cook and we also let go of um, that guy whose name we couldn't remember the other week. In the... uh, Kai O'Donnell. Kai O'Donnell. Um, Which is sad. I didn't want Kai O'Donnell to go. I thought he, he's been pretty good. In a very brief time, I, I liked the cut of his jib. I liked the way he went about his work. I liked him. I liked him. And look... We we've gone and watched Cook, we went and watched Cookie at Kipax that time and he he gave a really good try you know he was he was a goer you understand they're not getting a game now because the New South Wales Cup's yeah. not getting played and so you understand their position of going but gee. and with the Kai Donalds like Trey Mooney's he's Trey moved, he's moved up oh, yeah, no, Harry Rushton's in front so Definitely. he's moving he's moving further down the picking order and, and, we'll and let he's them going go. probably looking for lifestyle but but so O'Donnell wasn't in the top thirty no. but Adam Cook was so we've now got two spots in the top thirty. And so there's an opportunity to bring someone in before Monday the 2nd of August. So yeah. there's, there's a lot happening in the transfer market there right is, now. There is, there is. So who have you got your eye on? Well, no, no. So there's, the players that have been discussed, uh, um, apparently Ash Taylor was offered to the Raiders for 300000 a season, which is significantly less than the $1 million he's currently on. But yeah, as uh, we have discussed earlier today, uh, he's not a player I could see fitting into the Canberra system. He's had his challenges... Look, there's potential that has always been coming at his posterior, and we've seen flashes of brilliance for it. Well, he played very well against us just down here a couple of weeks he ago. He did, he did, but then the week after he comes out against Parramatta and plays that rubbish match. Yeah. So, like, it, no, it, I don't it's think really, I don't it's think really he's hot and cold, and I don't think I, coming from where he does, I don't think we can bring him down here and freeze his no. ass off, and that's going to work. No, he's so, the sort of player that I could see just not working in Canberra, not fitting in. Someone who else has been tossed up and um, is also a much maligned halfback is Luke Brooks. Yeah. Of the options that are available, I'm willing to give Luke Brooks a try. Uh, well, I think... What, 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 what money? Again, that three four hundred k 
money apparently on NRL 360 uh, Buzz Rothfield our man Buzz former Ask Clown of the Year yeah um, said that he had spoken to a coach Is recently not perpetual Ask Clown <laughs> perpetual <laughs> spoke to a coach Oh, by the way, I've stayed true to my word. Since they brought the demagogue from GB on, I have not watched NRL 360 since that point. Good Refuse. on you. If they're going to give him airtime, if they're going to give him any oxygen, it ain't going to be by with my oxygen. Anyway, um, he said that he spoke to a, a first-grade coach who was offered Luke Brooks recently, and it was pretty clear that they all implied that that coach was Ricky Stewart. And the Tigers were willing to um, send Luke Brooks over, but they wanted two players in return. Now, I've got a bit of a proposition for you, a proposal. Yes. One of those players they could definitely have for Luke Brooks, yeah. Curtis Scott. Totally. Curtis Scott to the West Tigers. Absolutely. They it's need a centre. It's a good fit. BJ, he need, he BJ. And from what I've heard, he's in Sydney. Exactly. Now, the, the word I've had is um, he's not going to be added to the bubble anytime soon with the Raiders anyway. And Why I'm, would you? I'm, well, well, I'm not sure what the status is of that. Move that, on. Cut that, ties. I think that's the best for all Hit concerned. the abort button. So, Get him who, out of there. And who would be yeah, who would be the other Raiders player? Well, I mean, I was thinking, I was looking through the through the list and seeing who else they might need and we could afford to get rid of, potentially, Ryan James, Denamis Louie, Saliva Havili. Those are my options. I'm not letting Denamis Louie go. I think he's off contract anyway. We're not, no, we haven't the resigned Nami him. Army will be up in arms about that. No, he gives 100% every time. He is a, He's a necessary and wanted part of this club. Saliva will come back into fitness and he will be fine. May, yeah. Maybe Ryan James, but I think he's already looking up north where his family's from anyway. And I think that's a fair enough thing for him to do. Look, he's a heck of a good bloke. But he, we haven't gone through the team, but he's out of the side again. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, and, and let's, let's go there. So we've got the Eels. We've got a five-day turnaround for us, which is unpleasant. But no travel for a change. That's nice. Um, the Eels have had a six-day turnaround. But Where is our game? Is it at... Um, it's at Rabina, I believe. Oh, right. And um, where and and, and Parra actually based Arabino as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're in the same. Yeah. I think they're in the same area as we are at the moment. But um, you know they've they've had an extra day to change. Um, there's a few things that actually yeah it's at Rabina. There's a few things um, that worry me about it. For a starter, they won the last three against us and they looked good against the Titans last week, and that was without Junior Paulo and Mitchell Moses. Um, Gutho is actually as annoying as he can be as obnoxious as he can be he's actually playing very bloody good football he's a good player both in attack and defence he's a good player I actually mentioned to John Bonacera when he was the football manager down here and Gutho was on the mark and I said we're going to make a play from that and John Bonacera in his usual engaging style with me refused to answer yeah, yeah, yeah no we- I remember because he was he was sort of the, the big thing coming through uh, yeah. Manly and then he did his knee yeah, and then the the Turbo Brothers arrive, the and they've come. Kind of that's him. where we're spending our money. Yeah. But you know, he, he's there, and te- and Madison Ryan Madison, is, you know, not, not Terry, not Terry Madison, not Terry, yeah. but Ryan Madison, not not a popular man down Tigertown way, um, but um, really had a great match last last week against the Titans, and last time we played uh, Parramatta was the real beginning of the the dramas for the Raiders. It was. Where everything went wrong. It was. And Isaiah Papali'i ripped us a new one, I think you will recall. Yes. Well, he's, he's been the signing of the season, really. I mean, there's... there's yeah, no... I, I think that's pretty accurate. I'd say he's the signing of the season. So I mean, you, could, got... you, could, you could throw in your Sam Walkers and your Reese Walshers, I guess, but... Yeah, I think they're both terms... good, but I think Isaiah Papali'i's had the most impact out of those. Oh, look, Sam Walker's been pretty good. 
Did he's they bring him good. in at the start I, of I the year? Or? I think they had Sam Walker last year. Maybe they did. Yeah, yeah. So No, I think Papa Lee's the buy of the year. Look, Clint Gutherson at the back. Mike Asiba on one wing. Blake Ferguson coming back. Back in the side. Getting Fergie Hayes Ferg. Dunster out. Um, uh, Will Penasini um, in one centre spot. Wonga Blake in the other centre spot. In the house, you've got Dylan Brown, who had a great match last weekend. Like, a great match. Now the kids learn to tackle. His running game is superb. He's, he's just going to get better and better, that one. Hopefully no one takes any more videos of him in toilet stalls, but <coughs> he's a good player. Um, then we've got Jake Arthur, Brad Arthur's son, coming in at seven because Mitch Moses is still out. <coughs> don't know the story there. Where's Milford? Uh, don't know. That that rumour's there that he might come down and start immediately, but he's not there. The front row is Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Paulo and Reed Marnie. That's a great front row. I think we can agree. Isaiah Papali in Ryan Madison, the second row. That's a great second row. And then Nathan Brown locking the scrum. On That's their, a great forward pack. That's a great side. It's a We've really got no hope. <laughs> it's a really good side. Then we got Nakore. Um, Eels by 56. In 14. We've got Sean Lane in 15. We've got Oregon Kafusi in 16. And Will Smith at 17. The Spark. The Raiders. The Raiders, the ragtag bunch. We few, we merry few, we band of brothers. Um, outnumbered on this one. We got Jordan Rapiner at number one. We got Harley Smith Shield making his long-awaited comeback in the number two on the wing outside Jared Croker. Sebastian Chris in the other centre spot with Semi Velomai outside him. In the halves, we go back to the fantastic victorious duo against Manly in... Matt the Shoeman Frawley. Shoeman comes back. The Shoeman returns. Let's hope he gets some of those repeat sets. That Enter we Shoeman. Have. Yep. Um, and Sammy Williams, of course, in the number seven. Then in the front row, we have Papa Lee, Josh Hodgson, and Emre Gula. Emre Gula has been running into back into some 2019 form. I think we can agree. Still not quite there, but he's really given a go. Second row of Corey Harawira, Hadawira Nida, and Hudson Young. That's very good. And Ryan Sutton, who has been right up there all season, the 13. So the pack ain't the problem there. It's a good pack. They've got an excellent pack, but we've got a good pack too. And I think our hooker's better than their hooker. And our best prop is better than their best prop. And I think we can really give them a good tussle there. On the interchange bench, we've got Tom Starling in the 14, who's been playing a really good role and tackling his heart out as well. Uh, Matt how, good was, how good was the um, the tackle that led to the try? That actually led to the um, the Xavier Savage try? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that the, was Tom Starling doing well, the, the lifting and the guy tried to flop it out the back. It, yeah, 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 and it came out. That was good. He's, he's, the thing about Tom Starling is he's small. He's built low to the ground, but he's very powerful in his legs and his butt and he stuff is, like that. You've got gets... to have meat on you to stop. Uh, you know, you've got to have equal force to stop force. Well, he gets under people and he can he lift. He does, and if he can do the Jeff Tooby and actually when they're coming at him, go out at them to actually meet force with force, I think he, that's what he needs to do. We've got Sia Soliola in the 16, the old war horse veteran, and we've got Jay Tarpana, who once again had another good match and is getting right back to his best and, and most influential, looking like he was in the front row last week. Looked like that's where they're playing him in the front row, which is yeah. great. Now we get to the the, the section that you're either much... you're a middle or you're a back rower. Yeah, and he's middle. Well, we've got now we get to the section that pretty much no one gives a crap about <laughs> the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Uh, this week we've got Hayes Dunster, who's just been kicked out by Blake Ferguson. We got Bryce Cartwright's found himself in the reserves. Um, which is disappointing he's, to me. He's had some impact. He's had some impact this Still year. rotten in defence. Uh, yeah. we got Makatoe um, back there and Joey Lusick. Well, 
three of those players, all of those players have played first grade this season. On our extended bench, we've got Caleb Akins making his long way to come back to the extended bench. Ryan James dropping out of the side to the extended bench. Saliva Havili finding his way back onto the extended bench. And of course, Trey Mooney, uh, ex-Paramatta boy, coming up onto yeah. the reserves there. Good prospect, good prospect. Good prospect, of, of course. He's, he's, moving, he's moving up and... I wouldn't be surprised if before the end of the year he makes his first grade debut. I I would I would suggest we're going to see him make his debut. This, in fact, I'd say he's going to be the next. Caleb Aikens. I was wondering whether he was actually part of the bubble and whether we've. I mean, he's there. But he's there as play? a backup, but I don't. It's obvious that he's not part of. Well, who's going to be eighteenth? Who's going to be eighteenth man? There is going to be Trey Mooney, or is it going to be? I'd say Caleb it's going to be Caleb Aikens. I think it's going to be Caleb Aikens yeah. as well. Uh, Adam G is the referee, great referee. Perinara is the senior review official, so good luck to us there. And then on the wings, we've got Phil Henderson and Peter Goff, both good, um, very good touches. Peter Goff, a good um, referee in his own right. So look on the extended bench there. I'm giving it to Parramatta. I'm giving it to the Raiders. Give it to the Raiders. We've got Saliva Havili there. They can go stuff themselves. I love Saliva. He's great. Um, now, very popular segment for his debut last week is uh, we're, we're bringing back this week. It's ripping in with Arnie J. Before I get to the Eels this week, I want to take a moment to enjoy last week's win. Peak performance for all run metres this year. Peak performance bar the Broncos game for kick return metres. We won tackle bus 61 v 22. Hariwira Naira was fantastic. Get him more early ball. Hodjo in the roaming role with Starling speed is also a thing of beauty. Savage has a huge future ahead of him by the looks, and let's hope it's in green. Now Para. They started the rot for us earlier this year. Moses had his best game I have seen him play. Campbell Gillard ran for 179 metres. Paulo 144. Reed Marnie was also very good. So we need to stop the props and the markers play close attention to the hooker. Gutho is certainly no king, but he is a fringe origin player for good reason and needs to be treated with a lot of respect. As for weaknesses, all the wingers and centers likely to be named are big bodies. Get that ball in behind them as they can't turn and chase quickly. They are 106, 186 centimeters and above 6-1 in the old, and that's a long way to the ground. I really hope Frawley is at six for us this week and listens to this podcast, as we only had one repeat set last week. Gutho is usually good positionally, so don't be shy with some inside-out kicks or some wonky ones to trick him. Final point. Moses ran eight times last time and tore us up, which is embarrassing for a player of his calibre. In the origin, he didn't even run at all. So work him over forwards. Oh, my God. Someone needs to hose Arnie J down. He's once more going off, talking about the Achilles heels of those sides. And you know what? No one's better placed than Arnie J. Now, he gave us a whole handful of horse racing tips last weekend. And we, <laughs> and we followed them. And how many won, Blake? Did, did one of them? I don't. <laughs> Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Now, what we haven't done so far is we haven't actually mentioned the sponsors at all. Landspeed Records or The Greenhouse. No, that's right. We are, of course, brought to you with the very dubious support of The Greenhouse, uh, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum on the internet. You need to get online and get engaging with people who love The Canberra Raiders as much as you do. Have some good, fulsome conversations like we like to see. I personally engage with it on Facebook. 
blocker. You you tend to go into. I'm, I'm the old school. I'm an old school message board guy. Don't go on Facebook, man. Facebook is just like a cesspool of just. Occasionally, you just ask yeah. questions when someone says something stupid. So then, who do you suggest we're going to get, and from where? And when we I, throw these people aside, what are you going to do? People on Facebook do not understand the titles of of um, of some of the episodes that they're slightly tongue in cheek and they get very outraged. Yeah, they do. But that's the purpose of Facebook. It's a- outrage. Anyway, get, I like going on to the greenhouse on Facebook. That's where I access my greenhouse. You can do it there. You can do it on Twitter. You can do it on the old message board, the way they do it. Any way you want to do it. But get Speaking of the greenhouse, I've just actually gone onto the greenhouse right now just to do a bit of, just back up some of my statements earlier in the episode oh, yes. regarding the players that are on con- off contract yes. that we could potentially swap over to the West Tigers. Yes before August 2nd yes and presumably players that aren't going to be retained at the Raiders beyond this year and yes both uh, Dynamis Louie and Saliva Havigli are off contract at the end of this season and I haven't heard a lot of talk about either of them being re-signed which makes me think that they're probably not going to stick around CSO Iola is also off contract at the end of the year and I think he's moving into an office job with us next year yeah I think I haven't heard rumours about whether Sam Williams is re-signed or re-signed. Just he's got another one yeah, so another, that's good. yeah Elliot Whitehead's just re-signing or in the process yeah of two more two. years yep. two more years hopefully right. on maybe a bit less than he's currently on now I love Elliot so you... I love him too but it's just the way the game's going you don't want to be signing players I think you can go into the front row the so. front row Yes, the front row. <laughs> the front row. Of all the bloody terrible ideas, suggestions, statements you've made on this show, Elliot Whitehead to the front row is is one of these. Yeah, you can pack him in. Is one of is one of the well, once upon all a time, time Josh Lee was the second row, was he not? Yeah, but Elliot Whitehead in the second row or anywhere else is not a yardage maker. If he goes anywhere, he goes to ball playing lock creative player he's not someone that's going to put, put your head down and say he's a very good signing for another two years he's a club man I love having at front him row I don't care where we play him just as long as he's here he, look he's the reigning Raiders review with Blake and the Port player of the year and you're now death riding him what, what, sort, I'm of, not death what riding. sort of man are you I'm not death riding I am just very wary of signing players past 30 on long term deals as is evident by the, I think that the Jared Cohen, Jared Croker deal should be a cautionary tale. Have you seen his kicking percentage this year? Jared Croker. It's in the 90s. He's not missing anything. And last week he was pretty damn good, wasn't he? <sighs> Ross, so, Con- you know, Ross Conlon, 2.0. Jared, you are a disgrace. You make me physically ill. But you know who doesn't make me physically ill? Lord Funkington. And he's here to run it straight! Howdy Raiders fans and all you other scrubbers, it's Lord Funkington here, back for another week. We got Parramatta on Thursday night after two straight wins against dud teams. It's nice to have another dud in the run-up to the finals for our glorious, glorious premiership. I reckon we can win by 56, but look, I need to... Uh, I've got a message for another player, and it's Xavier Savage. We've had horrible news this week about Xavier's injury uh, after a spectacular performance against the Sharks. Um, Running hard, finding gaps, setting up tries, all sorts of stuff. So, Xavier, just one message for you. Get fucking harder. Lift some weights. Eat some burgers. More importantly, you've got two AC joints, mate. That's more than one. If one hurts, that's fine. Hey, I did an AC joint when I played amateur football, and I still fucking got up there and went. You're a professional athlete. Get stuck in. It's really disappointing to hear that you're taking this soft option of surgery to get out for the rest of the year. It's absolutely disgraceful stuff. 
Jesus, I don't know where to look. Whiten's out. Whiten tried to play with busted ribs. Uh, Elliot Whitehead would want, still wants to play, and he's had half his face smashed off. All you've done is an AC joint, mate. God. Makes you sick. Raiders by 56. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't know. I mean, to say that Xavier needs to toughen up, though, I mean, like, with the shoulder and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm assuming Lord Funkingham is being tongue-in-cheek there. He did, he did look, from what we briefly saw of Xavier in his, in his cameos, mm. his two games, um, I don't think you can question his toughness. Well, I mean, obviously Lord Funkington is. So, you know. Should we go on a reasons to be cheerful right now? No, we've got to look at, who's got oh, okay. lift? Ooh. Ooh. Whoever is at fullback and at 5'8", and we know the answer to that question, Jordan Rapiner has to lift to fill that gap, and Matt Frawley, the shoe man, enter shoe man. The shoe man's just got to do the same job he did against Manly, and but I'll be more than happy. they got to lift. I mean, that's that's the thing. Because you know. the thing about the shoe man is... they got right, targets on him. The shoe man can pretty much has two jobs. He does. He's got to kick well, yep. and he's got to tackle. Yep. And I think he can do both those. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, because if he, if he, uh, if he does do those things, we're in good shape. And but, get early ball to his outside men. But look, this, this all comes down with the lifting, you know. Really, yes, the fullback and the 5'8", Geordie Raps and, and the shoe man have to lift. But in reality, this game has to be one up front. If we, our forward pack and our reserve forwards, give the space to the backs, the backs can now do the job, but they've got to do it. They've got to hold the ball, they've got to dent the line, they've got to win that forward battle. If they do not win the forward battle, these backs cannot win the match for them. But if they win the forward battle, the backs can come through. Yeah, well, it's, and that's it's, my view. It's, so yeah, it's I'm changing tough, it from the fullback and the five eight to the forward pack. You got to lift forward pack. It's a uh, it's a tough tough forward pack to come up against. Mm. But, but it'll be that's yeah that's that's where the game will be won and lost as most are. Yeah, but uh, I've got ourselves a bit of a Boxtradamus. I'm going for a tight controversy filled win. Well, you predicted that we were going on a roll, going on a run. Yeah. We're two games into it. Yep. I mean, the, the loss of Savage... That does hurt. But that's why... That's it's, why it's, it's, put a, be, it's put a bit of a sort of a... Um, it's going to be a, more a handbrake on the, um, the runaway freight train. It feels like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, look, I do, have, I do have a little bit of inside mail here is that um, we keep seeing this word out for the season against one chance Nicol Klockstar. 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 But... Last time I spoke to him, he said he was going to have surgery and be back with two rounds of the home and away to go. Really? Yeah. Where is he currently? Is he in the bubble or not? Uh, no, he's not in the bubble at the moment. But he can, with time, he can come back in the bubble. He needs two weeks to get in the bubble, right? Yeah. He can get in the bubble. Yeah. But there is... Speaking of which, any more word as to whether we'll be home for the Dragons game? I think it's unlikely. I think it's so unlikely. No, I haven't asked any further than that, but I, I think it's highly unlikely there. Um, I think stay. I mean, I think stay up in the Gold Coast anyway. No travel between games. Yeah. Better training conditions. The weather in Canberra's been as terrible as I can ever remember it uh, being. It is just miserable. <laughs> I've heard. The, the, I mean, like you know. The fact that I watched the game, got to enjoy watching the game at home from the comfort of my couch on Saturday night in Rabina. Oh yeah, I at mean the at, Green Mount. at the at the um, yeah at the Gold Coast where we were at the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't this bit. <laughs> I wasn't sad. I wasn't sad that I was. That I, I wasn't freezing my balls off. 
No, no. At, at GIA, is it still GIA Stadium? Oh, especially on Saturday in that weather. That was, oh, it was just, horrible. That was appalling. It was absolutely horrible. Um, but and you know we would have lost in that weather as well. It would have been horrible. But um, look, listener of the week. Now I've gone out. I've got a few options here um, that I've come up with. Um, there's a few here. One. Um, well, just I, pick one. Well, no, I'm going I'm to go through. Just a, pick one, and preferably someone that hasn't been listed in the week before. Well, I don't know who hasn't. Who hasn't? <laughs> um, look, I'm going to go for Steve at Steve Athan Two on Twitter um, because he said nice things to us last week, and we're not used to that, are we? Got on there, said something nice to us on Twitter. We didn't know how to take it. We thought at first he was taking the piss. Then it turned out that he was actually being genuine, and um, we didn't really know how to cope with that, did we? We're just used to having people lay into us. But, you know, you're our listener of the week, but I'm not sure how we've missed you to this point because I think we've gone through everyone so far. But good on you. But I do want to know there are two other people that I've identified that, uh, you know... Save them for next... I'll I'll save them for next week. But, you know, I'm starting to take that job a little bit more seriously. Um, and Auntie I, Jay and I believe Auntie Jay's making a spreadsheet he is so. he, but he's going to have to go back through yeah, all the old episodes oh poor old Auntie them. Jay poor old Auntie Jay that's a, that's a hard job but you know he's dedicated and, yes. that, and that's why he's joined us here on the team at uh, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork because he has the dedication that we look for in one of our uh, cranks halftime cooks um, people that come on board you know band of band of misfits yeah band of misfits and ne'er-do-wells uh, but we have would you believe in amongst all this Reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. One, two, three. You've got a reason to be cheerful, don't you, Blarko? Mine is. I'm on, on the dark cloud that is the news that Xavier Savage is out for the rest of the season. Yeah. I'm seeing one glimmer of shining hope on that dark cloud. And, and the, the fact is, look, it's bad. It's terrible. It's horrific. He's out for the season. But at least it's not a leg injury or a yep. knee injury or anything that's going to affect his speed. Yeah. So it's a shoulder, he'll have surgery, he'll get it fixed, he'll do a full preseason with the senior squad, he'll put on a bit more size, yeah, and he'll be back next year. And he yeah. won't have lost any of that speed. So yeah. that's, the, that's the good news. I mean, that, it's not like a Tedesco, he came in and then did his knee and they really stopped him, but anyway. No, it didn't stop him at all. The, one of my reasons to be cheerful is uh, Corey Hutter with a nighter. I mean, we talked about it before. I didn't think he was going to be very much. I wasn't convinced he was even going to be in our 17 this season. Well, wash my mouth out. He's firmly in the 13. Um, clearly our best player last year. Um, last week. Last week. Um, Got to be a chance now if he continues this form for the Meninga medal. Although I think you're probably looking at Ryan Sutton or, or Josh Papali'i again because, I mean, they just keep on keeping on. Um, we got two wins in a row. That's the first time we've done that since round one and round two of this season. And if we win three in a row, it'll be the first time since last season we've done that. So there's reason to be cheerful that's actually up there. Well, and this, like this... I just said, maybe, just maybe, a bit of CNK before the season's out. If we win this game against Parramatta, we're still in a shot for the top eight. I yeah. mean, this is this is the game that we have to win. The odds are against us. Our back's against the wall. But you never know. You, you do never know. You never know. And just at the point where you write the Raiders off. But if we do lose this one, I am writing us off. I'm not. So we've got the Parramatta this weekend, um, then we've got the Knights away, then we have the Dragons at home. Now, if we win both of those two matches, all of a sudden that's set right, and then we will have won four of our last five if we do that. Now, you're not writing someone off with that. I saw a Fox, then unfortunately, I saw a Fox Then, Sports, unfortunately, we have the Storm. Yeah, I saw a Fox Sport um, ladder predictor, and they sort of went through the games remaining of the season. They had us winning 
one of the uh, next seven or something. You had us winning two. (laughs) Only two, and we've already won those two. You made that call, and we've already won them. So there you go. They had us winning one of the next, like, seven and finishing 13th or something. So We're going into a new segment, which we started last week, where we actually implore you, as Raiders are reviewing Blake and the Porklets, to actually support the people who support the side. So support the sponsors. I want to make it very clear. uh, We're not getting paid any money or any recognition from any of these people whatsoever. I guarantee you this is done uh, purely out of interest of the club. Um, As always, buy your Canberra milk. Don't go and get the supermarket special. Buy your Canberra milk. But this week, we want to draw your attention to a long-standing sponsor of the Canberra Raiders. It's been around there, a Canberra tradition, and it's Tony Ferrugia Body Works. You know what? If you've had a bingle, if you scratched your car and you want to pay attention to your car, get down to Tony Ferrugia Body Works. Now... The insurers will tell you you have to go there preferred. No, no, you can go to the the provider that you want. And let me tell you, go you, see Tony. Go see and tell Tony. him the pork sent you. Tell him the and pork he'll say, sent Who's you. That? And you can <laughs> ring up Tony on six two eight zero four one double four. That is six two eight zero four one double four. You had a bingle. You go see Tony. He'll look after you just like he looks after your team, the Raiders. Keep your money local. Keep your money green. That's yeah. what I say. And while we're sending a shout out to to um, Tony Fridge Body Works. What about a shout-out to David Smash Repairs in Queanbeyan? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no longer a sponsor of the Raiders. No longer a sponsor. But they were in the, back in the day. Back in the day, but not anymore. <laughs> it's Tony Ferruz, your body works, is who we're talking about today. You know, it's like yeah, you're going just... back to the Woodgers, now you're going back to David Smash Repairs. <laughs> who else are you doing? I'm trying to recall the sponsors Bates, of Bates, Pets Aquarium, I believe they were out there. Once upon a time, I remember oh, they had that they... thing shaking around. There. there was a time in, I think, the mid-noughties... Where there wasn't just Victor the Viking, there was like a whole slew yeah, of yeah. mascots. There were like, yeah. there was a parrot, there was the waves car wash. There was Julian O'Neill to come and set them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was the waves car wash guy. There were people driving, there was a little kid driving around in a barter car. Um, remember that? Barter I do, car. I remember it very well with his tea. But yeah, no, I had a bit of upset. I had a bit of upsetting news this week um, because, you know, the, the local hairdresser. Um, They're got, moving. No, no, that local hairdresser got done for um, drug dealing. And um, I've been going to him for years and years. And I didn't even know he was a hairdresser. <laughs> anyway, coming soon, next weekend after this one, uh, we got the Knights. Hopefully they bring a clash strip for this one. Uh, we got the Dragon. So hopefully, mate, you know, just imagine the run. You know, when, when Port called it, this is the run. And people go back and just say, oh, my God. Oh my God, we actually went on this run and did it because you know what? Why not? Well, the Dragons will still have someone out for that game, won't they? Oh, did they have anyone in? I mean, <laughs> and they beat us last time. And really, seriously, if we can't lift to get the points back on them after that, I don't know what. The Knights, they beat us down in bloody Wagga, and that was horrendous. And we've got to have the opportunity to get the get the jump back on them and that. The Storm, okay, yeah, okay. You're going to go play the Storm. You need an act of God to beat the Storm, but you know, maybe we'll get an act of God. They've got to lose sooner or later. Yeah, but is it going to be the It worst? might be the loss that they decide they have to have. Yeah, You well, know how you always want to have a loss just going into the finals? You don't want to just go on to... I don't think Craig Bellamy has that mindset. Well, there, he may rest some players. Yeah, maybe. I don't think so, but maybe. But every time he does, we, we play against the people, no one... Their parents didn't even recognise them when they ran out of the field, and what did they beat us by? A lot. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. Anyway, you have been listening to the third most popular Canberra Raiders podcast on the internet, not coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we would never reveal, will we, Blake? No. Um, but somewhere else. Somewhere else entirely. But soon we'll be back there. Um, 
Yeah. We'll talk to you soon, won't we, Blake? Yep. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.